Hi, and welcome to Noise Violation Podcast. Today, our guest is the host of the Astrology Now podcast. It's on seven seasons, if that's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Christine Rodriguez. Thanks for joining the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in astrology. Yeah, so... Well, I have a background in teaching yoga and meditation. Um, I'm also a social worker, but I, I think above everything else, I am an astrologer. And I started studying astrology when I was really young. My mom actually was into Western astrology. And so I, I became interested in astrology growing up. And when I moved to Austin, I met my teacher, who is a Vedic astrologer, and I've been studying Vedic astrology much more in depth since then. And that was probably in like 2014. So when you when they say you're studying astrology, does that mean like uh, just the stars or like horoscopes? I guess what is astrology? Yeah, so astrology is understanding first how the planetary influences do impact individuals on a personal level, but then also how planetary influences may impact the world. And so we can study a birth chart, which is essentially looking at the moment of your birth, right? You were born, you came out, and then there's a snapshot of the sky that's taken. And so that snapshot of how the planets were positioned at the moment of your birth is going to tell us a lot about how that specific planetary energy is going to influence someone on an individual level. But then we can also look at the sky as it's moving, as the planets continue to move. And then depending on how the planets are positioned now, we can look at it in comparison to like your birth chart and see how it may influence you or influence. Again, we could do like a very general reading of how the cosmos are going to impact the world like we're experiencing now many astrologers were predicting this event that happened recently utilizing the stars and what are you looking at to predict is it just like an event coming i mean it's hard to get real granular into hey we're gonna have a pandemic or virus <laughs> outbreak uh, yeah <laughs> Well, so first of all, just understanding the planets individually and understanding their personalities and their influences, that can give us a little bit of insight into how different planetary combinations may act. But yeah. to get more specific, we go back in time and we look at how planets were placed at specific events. So for instance, during the Spanish flu and during the, uh, the AIDS virus outbreak, there were planetary influences that were similar to that happening now. So we go back in time, my teacher calls it forensic astrology, and we just look at different events and patterns that the stars were making, and we can make predictions based off of that. And are you only looking at the planets in our solar system? Are you looking at outside our solar system? Where does the line get drawn? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. So in Vedic astrology, which is what I study, um, we use the main planets, right, which are like the seven, the moon, sun, 
Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Venus, I'm missing one, Saturn. And then we'll add in Rahu and Ketu, which are the karmic nodes of the moon, which are shadow planets. And they have a lot to do with this mayhem that we're experiencing. They have a lot to do with bringing karma. And so they had a lot to do with like the pandemic, for instance. And then some astrologers use the outer planets, um, Uranus, Pluto, and Neptune, which I like to use. But other than that, that's typically where the line is drawn. <laughs> if that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, space is so big, it, it seems like, you know, it, it would be hard to account for every single thing going on. Um, so... Uh, I guess it's, you know, picking the markers in, in what planets that, that you are going to study. So to, to bring it to the individual, how, how does it affect people? Like, how can you predict if somebody's going to be more assertive or introverted Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, like if you say you're a, Taurus or Scorpio or um, I guess what does that mean? Yeah, no, I love that question. I think that it's great. And so it does go back to that idea of having a really good understanding of what the planets represent and the meanings of each individual planet, like the ones that I listed, right? Um, And then also, of course, having a really good understanding of the signs and then having a really good understanding of the houses. The houses are going to have a lot to do with if somebody's extroverted or introverted. Um, And so you'd really just want to look at the entire birth chart to really uh, know So, you know, there are the more extroverted houses, which are probably like the 10th house, right? If you're looking at a Vedic astrology chart and someone has a lot of plans in the 10th house, the 10th house represents our career. It's how people perceive us in the outer world. They're generally going to be a little bit more extroverted or at least comfortable in public spaces, whereas the 8th house is much more introverted and people tend to have um, more secretive sides to them or they just need more time alone. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we would really want to look at that. <laughs> yeah, so could you, like, dissect me, for example? Like, sure. Like, if you're looking at somebody, I think I saw that you um, you help people or give people readings. Mm-hmm. Um, I read some of your reviews on the Astrology Now. Oh. Um, and it said that you had real insightful readings and you can really – you know, bring it to the individual level and help people. So um, just take me for an example. Um, what would you ask me or what would some be, be some of the questions that you would need to know to get to know me? Well, it, I mean, I would need to see your chart. So I would have to have your birth day, your birth time and your birth place. And then once I have that information, I could calculate your birth chart and then I could begin assessing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born on November 12th. You want me to pull up your birth chart and start doing a reading? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you could. This is so funny. (laughs) Okay. I mean, do you know your birth time? Not exactly, no. Oh. But um, I know the day and the place. What's your birthday? 
November 12th, 1987. Okay, and the place? Round Rock, Texas. No way! Yeah, I'm in Austin too. Oh, wow! Super cool. Well, that I didn't know. Okay, I mean, so there's not, it's like with your birth day, there's still yeah. quite a bit we can do, but it's really difficult to get accurate predictions um, without the birth time. And so, you know, I do have your chart pulled up. And so, I mean, at least from the moon chart. Yeah. And it does, you know, the first thing that I notice is that there is a lot of creativity. There's definitely a lot of emotional drive and need to personally express yourself. Um, there is, you do have two planets in Scorpio. And so by nature, you really are going to be, you know, seeking for these hidden mysteries of life. You are going to love to interview. So I'm not surprised that you're interviewing me, um, seeking for information and especially in astrology podcast. <laughs> Scorpios <laughs> are all about like the occult science uh, because they are the eighth sign. They have a connection to the eighth house. And so there's this connection to the secret mysteries of life, hidden knowledge, occult science, yoga, kundalini, all of that good stuff. So there's going to be a natural inclination to these. Okay. I texted my mom just now to try and find out a time. So this is the most interesting interview. <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be doing a reading. I didn't but, either. So it yeah. kind of however, however it goes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I can give you insights, you know. But I, uh, that's my that's my day job. <laughs> Those readings. Okay, um, I got text bubbles coming through right now, right. so we might be able to get a little bit closer um, to, to what we um, so what what about as we're waiting for that just compatibility between signs you always hear like some signs are good um, with other signs mm -hmm. um, so I'm just trying to figure out like if it if you're not if those aren't compatible signs should you just give up right then definitely not um if you listen to my podcast it's the sinistry pod podcast with ryan kurzak it's a really fun one that we did together and so in astrology whenever you are comparing compatibility it's called sinistry and so what we're doing is we're overlapping two charts and so we're not just looking at one sign we're looking at the entire chart and all the planets within the chart and how these two charts are going to interact. So it's not as simple as just knowing your birthday and the sign attached to your birthday. So please, for anybody listening, you know, don't get caught up in the daily horoscopes. Don't get caught up in like sun sign astrology in terms of just going by the sign from your birthday. You really want to look at the entire thing before making any type of decision like that. Right. <laughs> but yeah. should you use it to, to guide who you get into relationships with or um, kind of take it as a, um, you know, maybe a- Use it as a vetting tool? A vetting tool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
I think that people should be super careful when they're using astrology as vetting tools. I think that they should go to an astrologer and let them help. Um, when people do it themselves, depending on their experience level with astrology, they can make assumptions without knowing the full thing. I've actually done that when I was much younger. I, you know, was, I vetted with astrology and I didn't have the experience or knowledge to truly understand <laughs> the vet, the proper way to vet someone with ministry. So I think that people should be very mindful and, and, you know, if it's somebody that you really like and it's, a, you really do feel that this is a serious relationship, I would recommend seeking an astrologer, um, for assistance with that. But I also believe that above everything else, people should follow their intuition and follow their heart. I think that we're going to make a lot of mistakes if we, um, overly, overly nitpick these things. I, I, my recommendation to everybody is that date somebody for a year and then look at their birth chart. Okay. That's great. So I just yeah. got the time 7 a.m. Hmm. Are you sure it's right on the dot at seven? About seven. It's very hard to know exact times. Yeah, um, it is hard to know exact times. But even but that small difference will affect your reading. Um, it depends. Much. If it's like set, I mean, it could change if it's like 7.15. It could change if it's like 6.45. You know, it's possible. But if it's like 7.0, sometimes it changes by the minute. Sometimes oh, there wow. are charts. Sometimes it, it does mm -hmm. work that way. Um but it doesn't look like yours is. It looks like you have a pretty good grace period. So this is probably your chart. Um, yeah, so what questions do you have for me? <laughs> now, now that the tables have turned, what, what are we oh. looking for in this chart? What have you come for me today? Uh, I always begin my readings by asking, when people come for a reading, there's something specific. Is it your job? Is it your relationships? What's up? You know, since we're on the podcast, I just want to talk about the the podcast, like um, myself in the position of being the interviewer mm -hmm. and uh, maybe the success of the podcast. Like, when am I going to hit mm -hmm. number one on in the world? <laughs> Yeah, well, you do, if this is your birth chart, you do have the moon in the 10th house, which is, I always say it's a positive place to have the moon. Um, you're going to, I mean, the moon is your mind, it's your intuition, it's how you think. And when the moon comes into the 10th house, it means that you're going to think about your career a lot. It's going to be at the forefront of your mind. A lot of the time it does represent that you're going to be known in your community for what you do. So you may, you know, become uh, more and more recognized by people for being a podcaster. Now you also have a Jupiter aspect onto the moon. So you may, and a Rahu aspect onto the moon. And so, you know, this is, this is a big deal. There's going to be a lot of your, um, I shouldn't say the word identity, but there's going to be a lot of kind of obsessive thoughts towards your career. You're going to kind of err on the side of being a workaholic and get a lot of joy out of it. Um, yeah. I mean like workaholic joy from your career is to keep it 
Great. Yeah, I would say you're, you're spot on. Now, I, this does look like it's a chart that gets better with time, especially in terms of finances. You're definitely going to work hard for your money and you're going to put in a lot of effort and a lot of your wealth will come from hard work, but it does look like there's a. Hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you can share? Like, could you share what you're looking at? Oh, like my chart? Yeah. Is that um, secret or? Can you see it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this was the 10th house with your moon and your moon is in the sign of cancer, which I'm partial to. And you are receiving a Rahu and a Jupiter aspect onto your moon with the fifth aspect. Now, you know, you do have the sun in the first house and the sign of Libra. So there, it does look like that there is a, um, a healthy ego to you <laughs> when the sun is in the first house like this, especially paired with Pluto, you know. Um, is there anything I should watch out for? Is there like a, a weakness or something scary? Mm, that's a good question. Are you accident prone? I don't know about accident prone rather than just like, diving into things mm. probably without thinking it all the way through mm -hmm. and so which might lead to like crash and burning or um, mm. to just like try new things and experiment I think is something that I like to do okay so there there might be some accidents within that it just looks like there's um that's an interesting way to put it. Um, definitely like a physicality, you know, you're going to love to move and, and work out and things like that. Did you receive an inheritance? No, I didn't. Okay. I would love to. Is that in the cards for you at any point, do you think? I don't think so. Maybe an investment though. Mm. Uh, does it have to be from family? Um, I mean, what I was looking for, no, not really. It doesn't have to do with family, but it does also look like there could be potential money through like speculative business, speculative gains, maybe even like property. Um, if this is indeed your birth chart. Wow. So is this, a a software that you download? Um, um, yeah, so this is a software that I purchased. Mm -hmm. Parshar is light. Mm -hmm. And so do you do people come to you for readings, correct? Yes. And is that like an online business that you're doing? I couldn't find uh, much besides the podcast. So what else? Is it a personal friends and family? Is it, uh, I mean, I think what you're doing here is great. And so to, to really capitalize on something like this, I think is, a, would be awesome for other people who are interested to come into you to learn more about their birth chart. Um, can people do that? Yeah, this is my business. <laughs> I do readings. 
Um, I, I do readings throughout the week. I do online trainings for various things. If people are interested, sometimes like over the next chakras or like a beginner series talking about the planets and the houses. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, what's the website on, on that? My website. Yeah. It's inner knowing.yoga. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you've been doing the podcast alongside of that i do the podcast yeah i release a podcast every week and that i feel is where the majority of my clients come from and i feel so lucky for that i feel like um i don't know what it is about the like astrology community but people who are listening to the podcast just seem to be amazing and i'm so grateful to get to connect with them rather it be through instagram or through email sometimes someone will email me or through you know readings if people book readings i'm always just so impressed and amazed with the people who are listening to the podcast so i just feel really uh grateful yeah and then is that something that you've always wanted to do how did you get into podcasting i actually got into podcasting through my partner um (laughs) he and i originally started a podcast together and our schedules were not working and at the time i was i mean I'm, i'm finishing up grad school now and at the time i was like working and in grad school and teaching yoga and so i was just so busy all the time and it would be time for us to meet to do our podcast and i would just be super like grumpy and tired and um we decided to stop doing it together but i was like well i miss podcasting and i wanted to do it at like on my own time you know rather than having to schedule it and so i started my own podcast but i wouldn't have done it if he hadn't inspired me so definitely credit credit to him and you have some really great reviews and a, a high rating on your podcast. Do you have any tips uh, for what helped you or what kind of so just um, podcasting tips for, for anyone out there looking to start one or to be successful hmm. at one? That's a great question. Um, I am not a a business person (laughs) or like a, I'm not like striving to market. I feel like everything that I post is generally like from my heart as, as corny as that sounds. And so I think that just staying really true to yourself and when people have something in their life that brings them joy, it's naturally going to light them up and they're going to feel excited about it. And then other people are going to feel excited about it. And so if you have something that lights you up and inspires you, I think that having a platform to share it, like you're going to be successful. You're going to feel successful because you have a platform you can share what brings you joy and like that in and of itself is success. Right. And then there's a lot of people out there who might not buy into the astrology um, or think it's more woo-woo or, you know, kind of mythical or they just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you... I guess you're not really talking to those people. You're talking to more of the people who already enjoy astrology and, and want to learn more about that. But um, is there anything like, uh, I guess, do you try to convert those people over to 
say like, hey, no, astrology is a real science um, or a real study. Um, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't bother me when people don't believe in astrology. I think that it's a bummer because it can be so helpful. <laughs> but I, I've only gotten upset about it like once and it was because it was my best friend and she was questioning astrology and I was like, what? You can't do this to me. But um, she's, she's subtly getting drawn in. I'm actually going to do a segment where I read her chart on my podcast and I've never read her chart before. And I was like, I'm going to prove astrology. <laughs> <laughs> and so she agreed to do it with me. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But to answer your question, um, no, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, whatever. It's, a, it's an excellent tool. And I hope everybody gets to utilize it. And if they don't, that's okay. And what were, what were your thoughts when the Mayan calendar was like coming to an end? Did you think the world was coming to an end? Uh, I, I did not. I did not. <laughs> and why not? Do they just have a different calendar than, than ours? Why, what was wrong with the Mayan calendar? Um, what was, I, to be honest with you, I don't know much about the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can talk about astrology. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I remember that being like a huge ordeal. I remember Y2K being a huge ordeal. Uh, yeah. That type of stuff just has never really freaked me out. Is there anything in astrology going on right now that does freak you out? No. I think that the next several months are going to be bumpy. It's going to be very confusing. It's going to be challenging. You know, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. It's, you know, things are going to try to move forward and they're not going to be able to move forward because we have three major planets retrograding. Um, and then things are going to get better coming February, 2021. So we can look forward to that. The end of the year, the end of 2020 is going to get a little bit better into 2021 is going to get good. Okay, what is the term retrograde? Yeah, so when planets go retrograde, it's an optical illusion. If you think about being on a bus and then y'all going like different speeds and it looks like one of them is going backwards, mm -hmm. it's the same concept with planets going retrograde. Just the way in which they're in orbit, it looks as if they stop and then start to turn the other direction. And um, when planets go retrograde, they actually become a little bit more powerful. The influences of the planet become a little bit more powerful and they impact us a little bit more. Um, and when a planet goes retrograde, the qualities of that planet, the, what that planet represents, it gets a little bit twisted and warped in a sense. Okay. And what, what's time right now, if you had to describe where we're at right now, um, you said everything by February 2021 would get better. Mm -hmm. So are you seeing turmoil or trouble right now? Things are hot right now. Yeah, things, I mean, when planets, when, when these three major planets are going retrograde, it's going to wreak a little havoc. Okay, and that messes with everyone? 
Um, this is going to mess with everybody. Is. This is going to mess with everybody and it will impact some individuals more than others, just depending on their birth chart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we have the rough parts over. We have a few more months. Okay. So we're still, we're still in the middle of the, we're in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that we're going to try to move forward with things like businesses reopening and um, operating again. And I think that it's going to uh, make us go back. And should any of this be on, you know, like the task force, like should the White House or somebody have an astrologer be part of that team to give them an overall sense of, you know, where, where we are in some of this energies and um, could they bring anything to the table in, in a committee like that? You mean like astrologers? Right. To help, you know, governments <laughs> with, uh, you know, like, Hey, this is a bad Making time. Uh -huh. I mean, that would be ideal. <laughs> but astrologers don't often get that um, credibility. Right. So we're giving credibility to all these scientists and politicians, but, you know, where's the astrologer, astrologer <laughs> voice? Seriously. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, they, you need to submit your application. <laughs> Just send it in. Just send it <laughs> in to Congress. That's funny. Maybe I will. <laughs> that is, you know, I've needed to touch up my resume anyway, so. <laughs> um, so what kind of, have you read a lot of books to help you? Uh, gain knowledge on this? Would you recommend I, any? Yes, I've read many books on astrology and I also was lucky enough to have somebody mentor me for a few years. And so when I first found Vedic astrology, again, it was like several years ago when I first moved to Austin and I found my teacher and he was generous enough to kind of take me under his wing and teach me one-on-one -on -one, um, and in groups. I would take his group classes. And then I eventually started learning independently. And then I recently actually started studying with Joni Petrie and her uh, University of Vedic Astrology. And um, I'm not like getting paid by Joni or anything to promote this, but it was an amazing experience and I'm finishing up now. And so I just feel like um, it's, been, it's been amazing just having all of these opportunities to learn astrology and have these incredible teachers. I just feel very fortunate. But to answer your question, yes, I've read books and that wasn't the only way that I learned. Okay. And then also, um, I saw on your Instagram, you have tarot cards. I do. Is that related at all? Is that a completely different art form science? It is. And I love tarot because it helps me flex my intuition, but I am not. And I mean, I do not claim to be as proficient in tarot as astrology. 
like I can confidently read a chart, but I, um, I read tarot for myself. Sometimes I'll read tarot for others. It's something that I'm actively practicing, but I'm not comfortable offering it yet as something that I do as a profession. Okay. So it's more fun or hobby right now. Yeah. It's like for me in personal introspection, it's a beautiful, beautiful tool. I think everybody should use tarot. Okay. And how much of astrology do you look through a telescope at all? Are you tracking any of that? Is it mainly online now where you can see charts like the one you showed? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So I actually, the, I mean, unfortunately, the majority of stars that I'm looking at are through my program and seeing where the stars are and tracking them through Parshar's light. Now, in a recent segment, I just posted today with Yogi Baba Prim. He was talking about how important it is to connect with the universe around us in its, you know, in a holistic way and actually being outside, looking at the stars, connecting with the stars. And so it really did inspire me to try to get outside more and look at them. But I definitely try to make time, you know, I don't, I don't own a telescope, but I definitely spend time outside looking at the stars for sure. Right. And even in Austin, because of all the light pollution, it's, it's hard. Only the bright ones really show up. And so mm -hmm. you got to go all the way to like Enchanted Rock or mm -hmm. somewhere, somewhere outside of the city. And so it makes it really hard to yeah. even see the stars but i think yeah what you're saying looking at the stars really kind of grounds you and gives you a perspective on really how big the universe is and kind of how small we are mm -hmm. but you know how great it is that you know we're alive inside of this universe definitely absolutely um, so do you believe in aliens I love this question. Uh, I like, I totally believe in aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I totally believe in aliens. In this massive galaxy, mm -hmm. there's gotta be aliens somewhere. Yeah. Do you believe well, in aliens? I believe it's a possibility. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I don't have an alien agenda, so. I'm no. not going to start trying to <laughs> convert everyone to believe in aliens. But did you see the videos that the Pentagon released of the UFOs? Um, no. They released, released like, or unconfidentialized, uh, that's how you say it, uh, like three videos of these UFOs from like a ship that was tracking this object. And so everyone's like, all right, now pandemic, giant wasps, like just another thing for 2020 now that we know UFOs and aliens are real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, no. I'll have to look that up. I didn't see it. It's like I don't, I don't usually look for any, yeah, I mean, that type of stuff just doesn't surprise me. Like, yeah, they're, they're aliens, <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> yeah, and then... So do you, I guess, where are you on the spectrum of, you know, sheltering in place compared to opening up uh, the, the city and economy? Um, do you think it's a good idea that people are going back to work? And um, I guess, 
from your insight and your foreseeing, um, I guess, how do you see it playing out? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. So the way that I see it playing out, kind of how I mentioned earlier, is I believe that we're going to try to move forward and then we're going to get drawn back just due to the quality of the retrogrades. But on a deeper spiritual level, I feel that we are being asked to slow down. And I think that humans are being asked to how to look at and reflect on how we interact with the world around us, how we interact with other human beings, the planet. I think that with this entire, um, you know, slowing down of the economy, of course, it's been so difficult for people. And then we also see like the air clearing up. We see the pollution diminishing. We see animals coming back out into their habitat. So the rest of the world seems to be really enjoying it. And so I think that it really is an important time for us to find humility and understand that Mother Earth is going to keep rolling. Like we don't run the show. And I think that it's a very deep humbling experience. And we are going to be forced to reflect <laughs> we're not going to get away with it very easily i think yeah i would agree that you know it it's good to see you know the venice is clearing up or there's dolphins and life you know and the animals that the world doesn't revolve around us and mm -hmm. that you know we are doing damage to it so to slow down and and realize that but to also, you know, be productive and continue to do what we can to help others because, you know, everything's connected. So if we shut down everything, then, you know, we're also hurting other people and how they can eat and, and live their lives normally. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a fine balance to walk. And yeah. I think, you know, we just hear about the extremes and nobody's kind of realistic. And so yeah. to find that common ground where we're all after the same thing, we all want the same things, but to work together and, and find the right answers uh, is, is what we should do mo moving forward. Um, yeah. So um, about constellations, do you study those at all? Yeah, so studying the constellations, you know, for sure, right? Like they're up there. And then there's also what we call the nakshatras. And so the nakshatras are like the lunar mansions of the sky, which are within the constellations, right? And so we have like our 12 zodiac constellations, and then we have the nakshatras within them. So being aware of where the stars are placed and the degree points of the various zodiac is an important part of astrology and just being having that more intimate relationship with the cosmos yes do you have is there a sign that's you know more successful than other signs there are what are they <laughs> well there are nakshatras that are very driven and your sun is actually in the one that popped into my mind when you asked that question i was like Yes, it's this nakshatra. And your ascendant and your son are actually in the nakshatra, so I'm not surprised that you're asking. So there are a few different 
signs that our like are very ambitious and so they're goal oriented they have fire to achieve their goals and that can be like the fire signs right the fire signs are very passionate they want to achieve um or they really want to do rather they want to act and then um so that's like one way of looking at it and then of course we have like the the planets like mars is a forward moving energy it likes to go forth you know it, it likes to compete this is the positive quality of mars when it's in good dignity and then of course we have the nakshatras that have their own various stories and mythology and power behind them and so there is actually a nakshatra called vishaka nakshatra and we just had a full moon in vishaka yesterday and it represents ambition success growth like um going till the end, you know, but then it, and clarity, it also represents clarity, having a clear focus of where they're going. It can also have a little bit of a brutality to it though. If it's, if it's not balanced, it can not mind pushing people out of its way in order to succeed. So this is one of those nakshatras that really needs to stay in balance and stay harmonious. Um, but it's a really powerful nakshatra. That's one example. Okay. And then as you mentioned, like a full moon, um, yesterday mm -hmm. so what what does that mean for people is, is it's always you hear like people freak out during full moons or like things get crazy during full moons is, is that mm -hmm. true like is that a different energy or a crazier energy being you know broadcasted by the moon yeah so the moon will impact everybody a little bit differently because we do want to look at the birth chart you know we we want to be able to see how the planetary influences are going to impact an individual now the moon also represents the masses it has a lot to do with our mind and our emotions and so that's why the moon generally has such a deep impact on all of us and so when the when the moon is full generally it does tend to be a higher energy time and agitated time just like a little bit more prone to conflict because you have that like energy and passion about you it's also um you know so i mean to answer your question it can make people feel a little bit of a type of way you know like you'll mm -hmm. you'll hear people and they're like man like oh, i feel so agitated or i feel like frustrated like what's going on and then you check and the moon's almost full or nearly full. And then when the moon is new, when it's a new moon, there's no light in the moon. It's a little bit more receptive. The energy is a little bit lower. It's, it's a better time to kind of hang out. Um, now you'll hear people say the complete opposite and it's usually just based on, on their, on what's going on in their chart at that time. And for bad luck, Friday the 13th, it's always been a bad, bad luck day. Is that related to astrology at all? You know, it's actually not. I actually wrote about this recently. The Friday the 13th is actually, um, it was kind of stigmatized actually and oppressed because it was a naturally kind of feminine holiday. It was associated to the goddess Freya who is the goddess of like love and fertility. And so traditionally, Friday the 13th, people actually took off work to take part in Venusian activities. So having nice food, listening to music, having sex was like the main thing. And then I believe it was the Roman Empire, I wanna say, somebody took over. 
I don't remember that detail. And that tradition was stigmatized and turned into something negative, but it actually used to be devoted to the goddess Freya, which is amazing. Yeah, that's interesting. I just never knew where it, where it came from. And Me so, neither. I, I, I Googled it one day and I thought that it was awesome. So I'm not an expert on this type of history or mythology, but I, I Googled it one day out of curiosity and that's what I found. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So are you doing free or yoga now? Um, is that all online? You're, are you doing online classes? Um, I was looking really quick. I wanted to see it's the divine feminine. I, I, I thought it was Freya, but to answer your question about yoga, I was teaching yoga consistently since, oh my God, I don't know. Again, like 2014, 2015, something like that. And I consistently taught for years. And then I actually started slowing down teaching naturally because I was doing more and more astrology and I felt really fortunate and good about that. And I was finishing up grad school. And so I just decided to stop teaching as much. I was teaching just about twice a week. And the style of yoga that I teach is very hands-on. It's um, a lot of hands-on adjustment and touching. And so as soon as the pandemic hit, we were like the first to stop doing what we were doing. Oh, no. um, and I can't really teach that style of practice right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. I, you know, like you said, I'm still able to work. Like there's still so much abundance and it's a bummer to not be able to connect with the yoga community, but I am lucky. Right. And I think, yeah, you're, you put yourself in a very fortunate position to have, you know, multiple things going on. So if the yoga dropped out, then you could focus more time towards the astrology and, um, so I think being diversified kind of in, in what you're doing kind of helped you out there. Um, yeah. So, but a lot of people are, you know, more reliant on, you know, waiters or bartenders or retail and, and they have kind of nothing uh, to fall back on right now, which is terrible for them. Yes. Um, I guess, uh, would you have any advice for those people to kind of start their own thing or um, like mm. how you got started just by yourself? Or? Yeah, and that's such an interesting question. And I mean, I could ask you the same question, right? I feel like that we're both doing the same thing. So I'm interested to hear what you would say in response to people. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I, it's something that I've just, it's always that voice in your head that says, oh, I should do this, or I'm interested in this, and then it's finally just, you know, either something happens that pushes you that direction, or you finally just make the decision and commit that you're going to focus the time and put the effort towards it, and even though it, you might not get results immediately, that you know, you're, you're in it for the long run because you're passionate about it, that mm. even if you're not getting the results you want, you're still feeling a need inside of yourself that you're growing and you're getting better. And so I think it's, it's picking something like that mm -hmm. where it, 
it's not just all about the money, but it's also about the passion and um, is, is kind of what I see uh, can really help people because, you know, you're interested in astrology, other people are interested in whatever underwater basket weaving and to share that passion with yeah. people and to, you know, capitalize on it too because everyone's unique and uh, I think they can share their own stories and we can all yeah. learn from that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think that also, you know, just like having the background in social work, I, I feel hesitant because I know that some people are going to have more access to the tools necessary to make a, and make things or pursue their goals, you know? And so sometimes even if there's something that somebody is really passionate about, they may not have the capital as of right now in order to make it happen. Um, and there's like that facet in my mind. And then there's also the facet of um, just the stress right now. And maybe people have these passions and then they, they feel like, oh, I have all this time and I should be creating something, but then I'm exhausted. And so I, I feel like just it'll vary person to person and what they have access to and then also what they, they feel like doing. But I, I am totally on board with you that this is an opportunity for people to connect with what they really love and want to do so many of my friends are like i'm realizing how much i hate working <laughs> like i hated my job i hate my job i don't want to go back and it's like that's great clarity like that's amazing now they have this opportunity to hopefully change what they're doing or make changes in their one and only life so i like what you're saying and i hope that the majority of people can hear this and be inspired to follow their heart Right. And to actually see it as an opportunity that, that they have, you know, because eventually this is going to be over and then you're not getting paid and you're either going to go back to that same job you hate and, or you're going to start something else. And so if you start it now, at least you'll have something going on the side that you can eventually, you know, hop off onto, um, that, that will support you. So mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's terrible that it's happening to, to all these people, but it's also an opportunity for, for people if they take advantage of it. Totally. Um, so what, what's kind of positive in your life right now that, you know, that this has provided you an opportunity to do Oh man. I mean, I, I am super fortunate that I've already been working from home for some point in time. So it's kind of like, for me, the universe just kind of like pushed me into what I was ultimately wanting, which is to work from home and do astrology. And so I'm getting to do that. And, you know, I, I, I feel bad saying that because I know that so many people out there are having such a difficult time. And I know that I have a lot of privilege to be able to say that. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest benefits is being able to get a taste of what my dream life feels like in terms of having my own business and working from home and doing astrology all day. 
And um, so that's one positive. The other positive I would say is getting to spend more time with my cat. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I'm about to give you like way like TMI time, TMI time. My cat gets mad at me and she'll like vengefully pee on my things. Oh my God. I'm serious. And since the pandemic, she hasn't peed once. Wow. Because she's only doing it because I'm not home. And now that I'm home all the time, she's like happy. So everyone, you got a happy household then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's pleased right now. So those are the, those are two of the benefits. Awesome. That's great to hear. Um, to wrap up, you know, where can people find you online? I know you got the astrology now podcast going on. Um, Thank you so much. Still doing that. Um, yeah. And the uh, inner, inner yoga yeah address again thank you yeah and i mean just before um saying all my stuff just thank you so much for having me on this has been really fun i really enjoy talking with you and talking about astrology it's it's really great to um talk about things that i wouldn't typically think about just because i'm so involved in astrology and so it's really amazing to hear those questions and so i really appreciate it and so my email is like astrologynowpodcasts at gmail.com. That's where most people reach me. Sometimes, well, you know, if people are booking readings, they'll go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. So there's no.com, it's innerknowing.yoga. And then I do have the Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Yeah, so I just want to thank you too uh, for coming on the show and everything that you're doing because you're really passionate and I can tell that you're there to help people and to, you know, open their eyes and try to guide them to something they might not be seeing or something that, you know, they should be looking out for. And then you're, you're using the earth and the universe to do that. And you're not, uh, it's not harming anyone. So uh, it's, it's all positive and thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Hopefully we can do it again, maybe in person. Uh, yeah over totally <laughs> absolutely anytime and if you want to hang on for a second i can show you a thing about your chart once we stop recording <laughs> okay we're done all right we're done bye bye